Mulaney, Omaha. Live. You like that? You like that? In the entertainment capital of the world. Rogers in trouble. Does he have a vintage moment in it? In the end zone, it is caught for the win. Richard Rogers with a walk-off touchdown. It's the T.C. Martin Show. Play action. Awesome time. Deep shot for Parker. to get your daily prescription from the doctor, T.C. Martin. Oh, my goodness, the legend just goes on. The doctor is now in. How you like me now? 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 And a good Friday afternoon to you. We are live at the Cosmopolitan of Las Vegas. No better place to be. Not just any day, not just any Friday, not any weekend, but Super Bowl weekend right here the crowd is already filing in we are here inside the william hill sportsbook as always the tc martin show streaming live coast to coast border border wherever you may be including canada where i got a, a shout out i got a happy birthday shout out to christy with the c loyal listener happy birthday hanging out in edmonton big vgk friend Big VGK fan, just like you, ballpark VGK Frank. Well, and I guess she's happy tonight then because of VGK finally back in action. That's taking right. on the LA Kings. There the, you go. Uh, team that was kind of a rival the first season, but now they haven't been good enough to be that rival, but maybe it'll maybe it'll kick up again tonight. All right, VGK back in action tonight. There you go against the LA Kings. We are live at the Cosmopolitan. This is our Super Bowl preview show today. we got two hours of nonstop sports talk going to the 4 o'clock hour today. We'll be breaking it down for you. We have a plethora of guests today. Uh, Nick Bogdanovich, the race and sportsbook director of William Hill, our gracious host here at the Cosmopolitan. He will be joining us. We've got guests on the phone. We've got guests live in person. We've got Mike Pritchard, the former wide receiver, Las Vegas native, uh, the former first-round pick, uh, seven-year NFL career as a wide receiver. He will be joining us live here today at the Cosmopolitan. And our good friend, Dr. Christina Madison, our public health expert, of course, the public health pharmacist and a huge sports fan, former UNLV alumni as well, too. She will join us. Scott Spritzer from Doc Sports, our crew for the best bets. Our gracious host, Brian Benowitz, who is normally with us today, uh, not here, but he'll be joining us a little bit later via the phone. And plus, we're going to take you live to Tampa Bay, the site of the Super Bowl for the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Kansas City Chiefs. T.J. Reeves, our great friend who does a fantastic job on the broadcast of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm happy for him as he's getting a chance to broadcast the Super Bowl in their stadium. So any of our media brethren and our friends that get a chance to broadcast uh, at the highest level uh, the Super Bowl, happy for him. So he will give us the vibe from Tampa Bay uh, a little bit later this hour, so hang tight with that. And former Tampa Bay Buccaneers defensive back Ricky Reynolds, who was a second-round pick for the Bucks back in 1987, played 10 years in the NFL, played in a Super Bowl as well, too, with the Patriots when they faced the Packers in that 96-97 season. He's going to join us. So, like I said, a lot of guests on tap here today. T.C. Martin Show at the Cosmopolitan. Yeah, definitely a full two hours, and, uh, you know, everybody's strapping in, getting ready for the Super Bowl here. And uh, what better place to do it than right here at uh, William Hill at the Cosmopolitan, one of the nicest, if not the nicest, sports books in all of Las Vegas. So come on down, check it out, make a wager or two, and uh, 
you know, enjoy the show and strap on in because, like you mentioned, a lot of guests and a special guest in your world today as well. That's right. And we talk about birthdays and a shout out, I said, to, to Christy with a C from Kenora, Ontario. There's the province. But uh, yes, I have a birthday in the family today. That's right. And uh, many people know who she is because they've seen her around before singing the national anthem at various world championship boxing events, UNLV, and uh, it is my daughter, Jules's birthday today. She actually stopped by. She's in the house. Julie Jules, happy 24. Thank you, Pops. I appreciate it. <laughs> would you like to start us off and sing the national anthem? Absolutely. At which country would you like? <laughs> oh, Canada? No. You know, there are props on the Super Bowl betting of the under over how long the national anthem will be. Oh, it's over. It's it, always over. It, Did it, you see? So the, I don't know what it is this year. On a, it, I'm sure it's on the sheet, Frank. It's usually right around a minute 59, two minutes. What's your guess, Jules? You think it, it's, it's going to go over two minutes? They're going to string it out here. Absolutely. And I'm not even you sure who, who is singing the anthem. I don't know. I have no idea. I, we usually know this by now, right? Well, but, I'm, I'm sure it's been posted. I just don't care about that kind of stuff. But here, here's the thing. With, with most, uh, you know, uh, um, sporting events this year, they haven't had live singers. And we've seen Golden Pipes, you know, at uh, the Golden Knights games, but they weren't even sure they were going to bring him back. But as, you know, we went to all the Raider games, we saw Whitney Houston's version. We saw these classic Super Bowl versions. So it's Jasmine Sullivan and Eric Church. Of it's course a duet, so of it's going to be over, too. It's going to be over? Okay. Oh, we'll, absolutely. We'll go to the window, though. And we, in the weekend, doing the, the halftime show as well, too. Do you he have a thought? He spent over millions of, of his own money. I think he said $7 million he spent in budget production. Wow. Now, now, did he change his name to the Super Bowl weekend for this weekend? He should have, right? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, it would make sense. <laughs> Just call himself Sunday. How's that, okay? <laughs> Super Bowl Sunday. But anyway, 13-minute uh, traditional halftime show. We'll, I'm sure there's some prop bets on that as well, too. I believe it's going to encompass uh, probably medleys of about, uh, and it will be like probably eight different songs, right? So we'll look forward to that. Okay, uh, Jules, what do you got for the Super Bowl? Let's go. Let's hear your Super Bowl prediction. I want the Buccaneers to win. It has to be. It's a Hollywood story in the making. Are you kidding me? It's the first time that they've ever had a home field advantage since how long, you said? Or is it a first time for, ever? In history, 55 years. And also, if you paid attention to Jimmy Kimmel last night, you would know that Tom Brady knows how to take a joke since he read his own mean tweets. And any guy who's that old and can make fun of himself and doesn't have a fragile ego, I'm rooting for. <laughs> I heard that was pretty funny with... with Brady reading a lot of mean tweets. Do you, can you uh, tell us some without, uh, can you censor yourself there? I can. They involve a lot of curse words that they probably scream at Tom Brady normally, but basically Tom Brady's an old guy who has a perfect girlfriend, so can't anyone else have a normal break, please? Okay. All right. So, yeah, Jimmy Kimmel, some good stuff there. Yeah, I saw that he was on there. I missed that part because I was uh, checking out some of the other shows and that. But, uh, well, let's face it. I was watching tennis from Melbourne is what I was doing. So. <laughs> <laughs> good stuff. All right. Jules, happy birthday. Thank, thank you. Th th thanks for coming out and, and, and hanging out uh, today as well. So any, uh, any thoughts about the Super Bowl? Any parting words? Any shout-outs? I'm glad my birthday isn't on a Sunday, so I have time with you. <laughs> this is true, because a lot of times her birthday falls on a Sunday, and, and Dad's working, so you know, there we go. Get on Friday. 
That's well, cool. yeah, but you were always working in the past, but at least she got to go to a party. This is true, but she was underage at most of those parties. She couldn't go. You know, that was the deal deal with that. Well, at the barbecue place, she could go. I can only That's do true. so much trivia at B-dubs by myself. <laughs> That's true, too. All right, there you go. All right, so, yeah, plenty of birthdays out there. So uh, appreciate Jules stopping by, hanging out today. So a lot to do, a lot to cover. And uh, we're going to start getting right into the sportsbook side of things here. So the current line, we've got the Chiefs are a three-point favorite. We've seen this line go three, three and a half. If you like the Chiefs, you got to lay 120. Everyone we've been talking to this week says it'll probably, it's not going to move off of three. Our next guest, Nick Bogdanovich, he's going to clue us in. A lot of money's been coming in. If you like the Buccaneers, take the three points. It's even money. Or we know that the popular bet here is also the Buccaneers on the money line as well, too. And there has been some heavy bets coming in, not only just on Tampa Bay, plus three, or when it was three and a half, but even some big money line plays as well. Yeah, definitely. And, and of course, uh, you know, the money line, like you mentioned, with all the bets being on there, and three is one of those magical numbers. So it would be quite, it would take quite a bit to get it off that three, I'm pretty sure. And then, of course, over 1,200 prop bets here at William Hill. So come on down and check those out. I think it was 1,218 total that I, I saw on their website the other day. So a lot of prop bets for you to check out, pick out the ones you like. It still kind of amazes me that the most popular prop bet every year seems to be the coin flip. It's like... <laughs> Like, basically, it's like go to the roulette wheel and bet on red or black or right. odd or even, but people still love that bet. And, you know, if you have a feeling, I did hear a stat the other day that 29 times it's come up on tails and 25 on heads. So see, whatever that means, I have no idea. See, now, there's two <laughs> schools of thought with that, too. A lot of people like to say, hey, man, if I'm going to bet, I want to get my bet over with immediately, to know whether I won or lost. Other people like to say, hey, you know, you know, give me like a second half bet or something that, you know, I can, you know, get to some some length of viewing time for that, you know. But I don't know. That, that's before the game even kicks off. You got yourself a winner or a loser. And if you got a loser, you're, you're kind of bummed about that. Well, right the same away. thing with the national anthem. That's it's true. before the game kicks off. Right. But again, if you're one of those people that has 25 or 30 prop bets out right. there, maybe you just want to get the ball rolling and you know get it in a. If you win, then you're on a positive direction, and then you feel like you're playing with house money. <laughs> if you lose, you got plenty of time to come back later on yeah. in the game. There you have it. All right, let's talk about the betting side of this, and let's uh, visit with our good friend, the race and sportsbook director and director of trading at William Hill U.S., Nick Bogdanovich. Nick's been a busy guy. He's been uh, not only appearing on our shows, but uh, national shows, radio and television. Nick, what's going on, my man? Nothing, buddy. Just getting ready for the game. No kidding. All right, so we know we've had a record handle the last three years. We go back in that 20, 2016 through 2018. We had that 1.8 uh, 8.6 million in 2018, that Philly New England Super Bowl. We had 150. 4.7 million wagered last year with Kansas City and San Francisco. Nick, where do you think this game is going to end up as far as the total handle, the amount bet in the state of Nevada, and uh, where will it be in comparison to those others that I just mentioned? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't. I guess it's apples and oranges. I don't know if you can compare those in the in a COVID year where so many people are not coming because of the party, you know, restrictions, 50 ahead. So. Probably not a fair comparison. If it, if it was non-COVID times, I'd say it would easily break the record just because the the, the betting matchup's so good and sports betting's at an all-time high. But I, I think it'll get close, but I think it'll come up short just because of the lack of bodies that would normally be here. Mm -hmm. 
And of course, you know, with the availability of the mobile app, and it's been prevalent for the last, you know, several years, but especially now with, uh, you know, people coming in and deposit, being able to watch the games from their homes or wherever. I know some people think, well, you know, you guys are still going to take an, an abundance of, of money here. And we know that, like you said, the, the parties really aren't happening this year. The sports books obviously are still open. But uh, again, there's going to be, uh, you know, limits, you know, on that. Uh, do we still ex expect a pretty busy and crazy day in the book on Sunday? Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously I won't be out in the books and there'll be social distancing, but I'll be monitoring all the bets that come up for approval, which is a lot on mobile. So I know one thing, my day will be insanely busy. Uh, you know, and Saturday too. Saturday's a very good day. A lot of people don't want to get stuck in a line on Sunday, so they make all their bets on Saturday. So Saturday and Sunday is, is quite a furious rush. And like I said, I mean, it's still going to be busy. I mean, it's a great matchup. I mean, you can't get any better matchup. It might be the best matchup of all time with all the storylines, but, you know, COVID just throws a monkey wrench in. I'll, I'll tell you on Monday exactly. Right. Okay. We know that a lot of people this year are planning to have their own little get-togethers at home, maybe make their wagers on the mobile app, or maybe come in early, make their wagers, and then leave the book. But for people that do want to get out of the house and go to the books, what do you recommend? Because it seems like uh, this year it might be, if you have a book that you're familiar with in that, and of course William Hill is all over the state, it's probably best to talk to the sportsbook director or somebody and try to make a reservation, make sure that you can get in right because there are going to be people shut out that want to come in and watch the game this year because of the COVID restrictions of how many people can be there. Yeah, I would imagine so. Uh, yeah, I would, uh, my advice is get there as early as possible and watch yourself some college basketball and, and stick a flag in the ground and get you a spot. Uh, but then again, maybe so many people are staying away because of COVID. Maybe you'll just slip right in. I do again, one of those unknowns and we'll just have to see how it plays out. All right, Nick Bogdanovich uh, joins us, the uh, sports and race director at William Hill. Sportsbook betting, Nick, It's we've had some large bets already. Kansas City minus three. Tampa Bay uh, took some heavy action at plus three and a half. We know the two largest reported bets in the Super Bowl so far have been on the Bucks. We've got the $3.46 million wager from uh, Mattress Mac there in Houston, and we'll get to him a, a little bit later on. He's famous for making these wild, crazy, huge wagers. And then we got a $2.3 million bet on Tampa Bay last week. Talk about some other large bets either on Kansas City or Tampa Bay that has come through your book. Uh, I think the biggest the biggest one we took was 520,000 on the Chiefs minus three. But other than that, it's been pretty quiet. Uh, I don't expect any seven-digit figure bets coming in this late because usually you know you got to wire money and make arrangements. But I think uh, over Saturday Sunday we'll see a, a ton of six-figure bets, 100,000 here, 200,000 there. So uh, that that'll be exciting. When it comes to Super Bowl Sunday. Obviously, everybody's looking at the football game. They're looking at all the prop bets and that. How do the other sports do around that time as far as the football, basketball, college basketball, and things like that? Do people tend to bet more because they're in the sports book and that on those other things this weekend? Or do they really just focus on the Super Bowl and the other ones kind of make a slide and maybe have a little bit less action on them than normal? No, there'll be plenty of action on those. Uh, you know, the Super Bowl will be the probably you know they're going to bet the ufc hard on saturday night there's golf there's soccer there's college basketball there's nba there's nhl so 
people will have all their action all in. Now, the winners will bet a little more on the Super Bowl, and the losers will probably bet a little more to get out. So, uh, you know, the, no, this is a non this this act this weekend is nonstop action. Uh, all the other sports are helped out by it. You know, despite the two uh, multi-million dollar bets on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Nick, uh, the bulk of the action really has been on Kansas City. I, I believe the numbers, you can correct me if I'm wrong here, I heard somewhere around 80, 82% of the tickets written have been on Kansas City. Is that accurate? I think it's closer to 70. Uh, money line, the bets are more on Tampa. And as usual, more tickets on over than under, about 70% over, 30% under. So I, it's going to, this, 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 this uh, Super Bowl is going to play out like the high majority of big games do. We'll need Kansas City not to cover the spread. We'll need Kansas City to win, and we'll need the game to go under. So if you could pencil in a 24-23 Chiefs, I'd be awfully, awfully obliged. <laughs> of course, you know, a 28-26 would be good, 27-26, like you said, you know, 24-23. Uh, uh, those are beautiful. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the props because everyone loves talking about the prop bets. We're sitting here at your book here at the Cosmopolitan right now, and, and people are looking at the sheets. They want to know about the props. Like we said, there's close to 1,200 props on the board here. Are there any that have drawn so much attention that you actually may have a liability on any of the props? Oh, when it's all said and done, we'll have some big six-figure liabilities on a lot of these this weekend. Uh there's no question about that. I mean, safety, uh, that's always a six-figure liability. We stuck a few up this year that they're definitely going to create six-figure liability. Uh, will, a, uh, will there be a kickoff or, or, or uh, will there be a kickoff or punt return for a touchdown? That one will be a problem. Uh, will someone, uh, will someone uh, recover an onside kick? That'll be a big one. Uh, I could go on and on. There's any big plus will always have live major liability. People love to bet their twenty and fifty dollars and turn it into three or four hundred. Right. You know, two point conversion. Uh, so yeah, those, any, anything with a big plus, we'll be trying to knock down. Nick, you mentioned the uh, reco team cover, recovering an onside kick. Have you made adjustments over the last couple of years? Because as we know, with the NFL rule changes, where the kickoff team really can't get that running start now, and you have to have you know the balance lines on the on both sides of the kicker. We know that the recover rate is minuscule. So, do you guys have you guys upped the odds on that, or have you guys pretty much stayed the same that it was like say three or four years ago before the rule changes? You know, this is the first time we booked it, so I, I can't really say that. I, I do. I, I'm well aware of the fact that no one ever gets a uh, onside <laughs> kick now because the safety committee knocked them out but right. uh yeah this is the first year booking it so i really didn't even have a price to go off of we just sort of threw one up, up in the air and hope it stuck and what is that price right now for a team to recover uh, yeah team? yes yes is plus 10 to 1 no is minus 18 okay um on the flip side of that a prop that's changed over the years you mentioned the two-point conversion it seems like more and more we do see that in games these days sometimes coaches go for it somebody misses an extra point they try to catch it back the although you know the coaches have their little cards in that is that a prop that the line and the you know the hurt that you would get in if it happened in a game is that lessened now because the line is less than it used to be in the olden days when they first started out and not as many teams went for it as frequently 
Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, Aaron Rodgers will go for two. Roethlisberger will go for two. I don't know if either of these two teams will. I guess Andy Reid could at some point, but some say you're supposed to go for two in the long run. You you earn more points, but you know that 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 thing's been up forever and it's priced about what it should be. I think, but yeah, it's probably at, at its lowest point as it is right now. You get. I don't know, 220 for your money for a two-point conversion. That's no bargain for sure. What are some of the most creative props that you guys have come up with this year? Because we've seen not just the game props, but the cross-sport props, whatever's going to happen in the Super Bowl versus the, uh, the Golden Knights game or NBA games and then other things. And I know there's some, some props where you may have to hold your ticket uh, for a while for some, some future stuff. Uh, just give us a couple, Nick, that are really creative on your end that you say, hey, that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I, I'm a big, I'm not a big cross sport guy because I think they're more gimmicky than betting. I like right. the ones that draw the big action, but let's talk about some of those since that's what the, 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 the talk shows are for. Uh, Miami Heat points, they play that day versus Tyreek Hill receiving yards. I think that's a good one. Obviously Miami was in the finals and Tyreek Hill's a monster. So they're two very popular things to go against. That's a dead pick em. You know, both are uh, in the hundred range, so I, I like that one. That that one I think is legit. Uh, New York Knicks points they play that day versus Travis Kelsey receiving yards. I mean, anything Kelsey's electric right now. It's the highest reception over under for any player I've ever seen in the uh, in the in the Super Bowl eight and a half. I mean, he, you know, he's just a monster. Uh, New York's scoring a little more lately, so you know, take your pick there. Uh, yeah, we got some Golden Knights stuff, too. Uh, let me see if I can find the Golden Knights stuff. I know there's uh, Ryan Reeves hits versus Leonard Fournette yards of his first rush. So that's, you know, both are right around three, three and a half. So that, that's an interesting one if you like uh, Ryan Reeves. Yeah, yeah, our guy Brian Benowitz is all over that bet, by the way, too. So uh, we, we know that because he's such a hockey guy. He wanted to make sure that uh, he got involved with that bet. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, there's also a Golden Knights one here with Golden Knights saves against Scotty Miller receiving yards. So Right. And we've also got Steph Curry points versus Buccaneer points. You know, who will have more? I think that's pretty interesting, too. Yeah, that's a good one. A yeah. Anything with Steph Curry's good. He's yeah. the man. Yeah, and a LeBron James one we got too. LeBron James points, rebounds, and assists versus Patrick Mahomes pass attempts. <laughs> yeah, those maybe the two biggest stars in the world right now. Right, exactly. All right, he is Nick Bogdanovich, race and sportsbook director here at William Hill. All right, Nick, how do you see this game going? Uh, give us give us a prediction, and how do you think this game unfolds? Well, I mean, I, I don't want to be. Uh square or anything, but I mean, the, the, the Sharps love this game under. They went under 57 and a half, 57 and 56 and a half. Whether it's because they think there's going to be a little rain and that might, you know, slow things up a little, or the fact that they played once this year, they'll know each other a little better. But I think it's an over. I think they go up and down the field. Uh, I think there'll be plenty of action for the fans, as with, and that's what they crave. So, I think it's up and down. I, I, I'm going for 28. Uh, I'm going for 31-30 Chiefs. <laughs> then that would be an over there. So there you are calling for a, a shootout, basically. You're calling almost whoever has the ball last is going to win this game. Because all the scores that you threw out today, whether the the house needs it or you know you personally what you think is going to happen, you're saying this thing is going down to the final gun. 
I would love to see a close game. Uh, I think it's just good for everyone involved. I mean, you know, I, I, no one wants to see a blowout. Uh, so hopefully this thing is decided late in the game. All right, my friend. We'll let you get back to it. Appreciate the time as always, Nick. Uh, it's always great talking with you. And uh, we know we'll have a, a, a big betting day on Sunday. And I'm sure we're going to have a fantastic game as well, too. And we'll touch base with you next week and we kind of recap everything. How's that? Sounds good, buddy. Have a good one. There it is. Yeah, it's Nick Bogdanovich here at William Hill. We are inside the Cosmopolitan Sportsbook, which is powered by William Hill. And don't forget, if you are a first-time better or you're just tra traveling Get the mobile app. If you're not hip to the mobile app, it is so simple. Instead of waiting in lines, dealing with parking spots and all that stuff, get the mobile app. It's simple. You download it on your phone, and then you go to the sports book here at the Cosmopolitan or any of the William Hill properties, and they have a special promo bonus. And again, use the promo code TC50. They will give you a free $50 when you put at least $50 in your account. So there it is. You download the app on your phone, go to the window, deposit any amount of money you want into your account. But if you deposit at least $50, they will match it with an additional 50. So that 50 just turned into $100 that you can play with. The Super Bowl, NBA, college basketball, Premier League soccer, Bundesliga, whatever you want. But use the promo code TC50. And if you're from out of town, you're thinking, okay, well, you, you, you can bet here in Nevada. You can cash out before you go home. So highly advise everyone to use the mobile app. That way you don't have to stand in line. It is easy to do. Bet, cash, do it all here at the Cosmopolitan in Las Vegas or any of the William Hill Sportsbook properties. Yeah, and by the way, remember, if you're like Nick and you think it's going to come down to the last team with the ball scoring, you can bet the last team to score in the game. You can Absolutely. bet if they score in the, yeah. in the final five minutes or whatever. Yeah. So there's a lot of different ways to do it. Uh, a ton of prop bets there. Get that app in there. Bet the 50, get the 50, and, you know, have yourself a super Sunday weekend. Absolutely correct. All right, when we come back, we're going to take you live to Tampa, Florida, Raymond James Stadium. We're going to visit with T.J. Reeves and Ricky Reynolds. They're on the scene there for us. Mike Pritchard will join us live here in person at the Cosmopolitan here at the top of the hour. And we got our best bet segment coming next hour as well, too. So nonstop sports talk coming your way live from the Cosmopolitan of Las Vegas. It is the T.C. Martin Show on a football super Friday. The T.C. Martin Show is back. Yes! Yes! What are you doing? It's just a halftime. Yes, this is my favorite part of the game. T.C. Martin. Yes! In the face! The doctor is now in. In. Live from the Cosmopolitan of Las Vegas, a football Friday, but a special day today as it is Super Bowl Sunday coming your way, and we've got a Super Bowl preview nonstop all the way. Just got done here from Nick Bogdanovich from William Hill talking about the sportsbook side, and now we're going to take you to the site of Super Bowl 55 on Sunday, Tampa Bay, Florida, Raymond James Stadium, and join us now the voice of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the part of the broadcast team, our Bucks sideline guy, always uh, entertaining, always informative, and you never know what's going to happen when he's on the program. The one, the only T.J. Reeves. What is going on, Mr. Buccaneer? Well, happy Super Bowl weekend, and if I couldn't be at the Cosmopolitan today with you in Vegas, I might as well be getting ready for a Super Bowl <laughs> at Raymond James Stadium. I don't think it is still sunk in yet here, my initials brother from another mother, that the Bucks are about to play this thing at home coming Sunday. But it's going to be here in about 48 hours from right now. We're going to be getting ready for Buccaneers and Chiefs. 
Should be wild, should be surreal. I think it's going to be a great game. Looking forward to the game. Looking forward to talking more about it with you, brother. All right, man. So what is the vibe in, in Tampa? Again, this is the first time in 55 years, first time in the history of the Super Bowl that the home team got there. And I know we talked when the Buccaneers signed Tom Brady, and there was always that distinct hope, like, wow, we got Brady. This is going to be a pretty good team. They're going to be a playoff team. The start wasn't the, the best for the Buccaneers. And then all of a sudden they put together that seven-game uh, win streak. And, you know, majority of those, uh, those road victories as well, too. But uh, now it's here, and they got the home field advantage, playing in their home stadium. It just must be a, a crazy sight there in Tampa with the fans. So give us that vibe, TJ. Well, this is the epicenter of sports, after all, as I've been preaching to you for the last six months. The Lightning have the Stanley Cup, the Rays made the World Series, and now the Buccaneers with not one, not two, but three road wins in the big game. I can tell you the buzz is around. Uh, it is not what a Super Bowl normally is with tens of thousands of visitors and, and people coming in on Thursday and Friday and Saturday to be around all the events and the parties. But again, the unusual circumstance that the home team is in the game means the flags are flying every which direction. The Buccaneer logo is the flag uh, off the ship. The flags are everywhere around Raymond James Stadium, down near downtown where the NFL experience is. And, and Buck fans everywhere are amped up. we got cars decorated, car flags, the whole bit. This is definitely some scene building uh, to Sunday. And, uh, again, the whole storybook thing with Tom Brady has kind of been a roller coaster because when he signed here in the first place, all the talk was, could you play in the Super Bowl at home? And that was the talk at the beginning of the season. Then in, in November, you lose the three games all at home on national TV to the Saints, Monday night to the Rams, and then to the Chiefs, which I'm sure we'll talk about again here in a second in the regular season meeting. And then all the Super Bowl talk went away, and it's like, are they even going to make the playoffs? And then, lo and behold, the next part of the roller coaster that you're now riding is you're riding a seven-game win streak, having won these games on the road, and now there is lots of confidence, lots of confidence about the B-U-C-C-A-N-E-E-R-S. Go Bucks! Um, you mentioned the fact that there's a lot of people there that are supporting Tampa Bay, the Buccaneers down there, obviously. Are you seeing very many Kansas City fans there, and how are they being treated? Is, is there a little bit of good-natured ribbing? Are they being ignored? How are the KC fans in Tampa being treated right now by the rabid fan base of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? So I did talk to someone a little while ago that was in and around the NFL experience today. Not, I mean, there's not as many Chiefs fans that are going to be here anyway, but I would suspect that a lot of them are getting here today and to tomorrow driving. Again, avoiding because of COVID-19 concerns uh, and airports and airplanes. You can get in your car and drive from Kansas City and be here in about, depending on speed limits and how fast you want to drive, probably be here in about 11 or 12 hours from the Midwest, from Kansas City. So I suspect there will be probably several thousand, and some of them obviously have tickets and some of them don't, that will want to congregate uh, and be around this. I, I was on with a Kansas City radio host, uh, with an interview yesterday, and he was talking about how they had somewhere around 40,000 fans inside Hard Rock Stadium in Miami a year ago, and they believe there were probably as much as 100,000 Chief fans in Miami pre-COVID-19, obviously, uh, in and around Miami. It's going to be nowhere near that. It will probably be like a tenth of that. There might be 10,000, there might be seven or 8,000 that are here, that are around, they're trying to get their hands on tickets, 
but there will be some. There's not the same Super Bowl parties. Uh, you know, the NFL has, uh, has, again, tapped some of that down. A lot of the sponsors tapped some of that down, but there will be a little of that on Friday night and Saturday night. I'm just happy, and I've done several of these in the last day or two, that we got to take this as glass half full. We're getting the game, and for millions, tens of millions of fans all across the country, they want to see the game on TV, just like you guys do in Vegas. So we're getting something that's better than nothing, and I really think this is going to be a great game. He's T.J. Reeves, Bucks sideline reporter, part of the broadcast team, and will be involved in the radio broadcast with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Sunday from their home stadium at Raymond James Stadium in Tampa Bay. All right, let's talk about the game real quick here, T.J., from the Bucks' perspective. We've talked a lot about Tom Brady. We've talked a lot about this, this magical ride for them, winning three uh, road games in the playoffs. From the Bucks' perspective, what is the biggest concern that you've got to be worried about in this game if you're a Bucks fan? Do not self-inflict. Turnovers, penalties where they're undoing. They lost a Thursday night game in Chicago with personal fouls, holding penalties. Brady threw an interception. Uh, they had another fumble in that game. They've really taken good care of the football, and they've cut down on the penalties, especially from their offensive line. So I I think if you're watching for something in the first half of this game, how well are they protecting Tom Brady? Are there any buck turnovers? And are they playing a clean game? And if they are, they're going to have a great chance to win this game, regardless of what Mahomes does. So, again, if the Buccaneers play uh, sound fundamental football, they give themselves a great chance with a guy that time and again has won this game with the game on the line. I mean, who better to be at the controls if this thing comes down to the fourth quarter? And, oh, by the way, I'm going to start getting worked up now. If I hear one more Kansas City media person start talking about what Mahomes and company did a year ago, they didn't have to beat the Patriots and Tom Brady. When Brady and the Patriots, and I know it's another team, went to Kansas City two years ago, They came from behind and beat the Chiefs in overtime at Arrowhead. That counts for something with the guy that's at the controls for the Buccaneers trying to lead them on uh, Sunday night. So, again, if this thing is within a score or this thing is tied, I mean, you've got to be kidding me. You guys are in Vegas. Uh, I mean, you you, uh, are detached from both Kansas City and Tampa Bay. You're going against Tom Brady if the game is on the line with one drive to go or two drives to go in the Super Bowl? Please. We've heard an awful lot about Brady and Mahomes obviously leading up to this. Who do you think the key player from both clubs, if they're to be successful, could be outside of the quarterbacks? Love me some Devin White, the Tampa Bay second-year linebacker who is out of LSU, number one pick, 15 tackles in the NFC Championship game, uh, and also had a fumble recovery, has three takeaways the last two playoff games, uh, he broke Derek Brooks' playoff game record with the 15 tackles. Derek Brooks is in the Hall of Fame, so that's saying something. That, that guy, now, I don't know what it is there at the Cosmopolitan, but I was looking, and I've been suggesting this everywhere, if you're looking at a long-shot MVP, he was somewhere around 40-1, to 1, right, to win the MVP. You guys can look at that at the Cosmo there. 35-1, uh, 40-1. to 1. There have been defensive MVPs. When the Buccaneers won the Super Bowl 18 years ago, Dexter Jackson, the safety, had two interceptions of Rich Gannon. He was the MVP. And the Super Bowl the year before that, that was in Tampa, Ravens-Giants, Ray Lewis was a defensive MVP as the linebacker. This is now 20 years after that. Let's, Let's see what happens here. And maybe Devin White has a huge game, a big play, a defensive score. That's a guy that will be a key on the Buccaneer defense against the Chiefs. All right. 
TJ Reeves, we know that uh, the crowd's going to be there, 22,500. We've got uh, 7,500 first responders. Uh, looking for a, a pretty good crowd. And we talked about this before with you last week. Okay, you, you, you said Friday you would give us the lowdown. What is your vantage point? What is your working point? You, are, you haven't been allowed on the field. You've been sequestered to the, to the first or the second or the third road. You're, you're roaming around there like a hot dog vendor. Where are you going to be? Where are they putting T.J. Reeves? I will not be selling hot dogs. I will not be in the rafters like we joked on Monday. I will be down in what's called the operational zone, which is the front row. That's where you'll see the CBS TV people, Tracy Wolfson, Evan Washburn, Jay Feely, that are on the network broadcast. Uh, Westwood One's radio reporters will be down there uh, as well. Tony Baselli, the former Jacksonville Jaguar, Laura Oakman. So we'll be operating out of the front row uh, down there is what we've determined. And then once this game is over again, we're not on the field. Usually the confetti is falling like we were talking about, and everybody rushes to interview the players with access to them with microphones, cameras, recorders, the whole thing. That, that, my understanding is that's not going to happen. So it's now going to be a free-for-all on who can get the players brought over to them when this game is over. And, uh, and obviously I am supremely confident here that that's going to be a Buccaneer victory celebration when it's over. So I'm, I'm anxious to participate in the free-for-all to try to get some Buccaneer post-game interviews. But the good news, yes, I will be down in and around the field at Raymond James Stadium. If you want the quick story real quick, though, about a first responder getting a ticket, because I've got a funny one if you want it, but it's your show, babe. It's up to you. I, I, was, good, you I was just going to lead you into, I was going to ask Wait. you, have you taken your temperature lately? You're so excited. <laughs> this is the first time for you. Have you seen a doctor? Because, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know if you can contain yourself. My thing is I see a whole team of physicians and psychiatrists, and so I had a checkup, a pre-planned checkup long ago. Little did I know that my pre-planned checkup would be days before the Bucks are in the Super Bowl. Okay. And it turns out that he is – now, he's of Indian descent. He's, he's married. He's got kids. He's been in the United States about 10 years. He got a first responder ticket to Super Bowl 55. He showed me he's in the 300 level. Uh, he's, he's got uh, a ticket, a ticket to the game. Here's the best punchline. He is not an American football fan and has never been to an NFL game. The first game he is going to go to is Brady and the Bucks against Mahomes and the Chiefs in Super Bowl 55. I about fell over. I'm like, you seriously have been? He's like, I've never been. I've never been, but he's going Sunday and good for him and all the frontline workers that have been vaccinated, et cetera, that the NFL is taking care of. My understanding, TC and BGK Frank and everybody with the show, is that there are going to be thousands of these workers that are not even from Florida, that are from outside of the state of Florida, that are going to be coming and be part of this. So that's neat what the NFL is doing. T.J. Reeves, you've got to just put down your microphone Sunday. You've got to turn into a ticket broker or send these ham and eggers my way. VGK Frank and I, will go ahead and we'll, we'll take their money. We'll sell those tickets. We'll make some money in this deal. These guys can't be going to Super Bowls and not knowing uh, American football, not knowing these games. Come on, man. <laughs> I know you had Paul Stewart. We released yes. the Kraken, Paul Stewart, on the show yesterday, and he's a huge fan, but he's not coming. But some of these, uh, some of these doctors, obviously, and nurses, et cetera, healthcare workers that are getting to go, they're huge fans, and a lot of them from Florida, obviously, or from Tampa Bay are Buccaneer fans. Uh, we got a family friend, and, and the, uh, the family friend has a relative that is an ER doctor at Tampa General Hospital downtown, and she is elated that she is getting to go on one of those frontline worker tickets. And I'm very interested tomorrow. I'll be checking the secondary market on StubHub, Vivid Seats, et cetera, to see if that price is going up and up, if more Chiefs fans 
are arriving in Tampa Bay and are looking for a ticket Saturday afternoon or Saturday night when they're much more scarce because still as of earlier today, it was around fifteen to $20,000 a ticket to sit in the lower level between the 20-yard line. Let's see if that price holds or if it maybe even goes up because they're in such demand with only 22,000 seats for this one. All right, give me a quick prediction. I know we're going to get a homer score here, but break it down, T.J. Reeves. Final score, well, Super Bowl 55. That has, as somebody that has preached over and over again, let all of you pick the Saints and be wrong three weeks ago. Let all of you pick the, pick the Packers, including present company T.C. Martin, and be wrong. Go ahead and pick the Chiefs, everybody, and be wrong again. Bucks win something like 31-27. 34-31, I think it will be a high-scoring game. I think Tom Brady gets it done, and the storybook is complete. And they will do an ESPN 30-for-30 30 30 on this Buccaneers season if and when the Buccaneers win this thing. When it's the first year that he leaves New England and they win the Super Bowl while the Patriots don't even make the playoffs, it is crazy stuff. And we're about now 50 hours or so from all of this unfolding. Let's see what happens. All right, my friend. Enjoy working the game. Again, very happy for you. Again, like we talk about all the time, anyone in our profession, they get a chance to, to work the pinnacle of their sport, and you're going to be doing it. So enjoy yourself, my friend, and book right now Monday. Win, lose. <laughs> I'm not going to say draw. There's no draw. Win or lose, you're coming on Monday to either right. gloat so, or wait, to take some shots. You're the red carpet, yeah. even in defeat, if, if it were to be that. But you're saying that you're not even waiting for, like, Brady to complete the game-winning touchdown to Rob Gronkowski to just really stick the dagger in the Patriots, where you would be texting me going, uh, 2.30 Pacific, 5.30 Eastern before they're, before they're even off the field. You, get, you are booking me right now in advance. I'm getting this Martin's reservation in. Exactly. Super Bowl celebration. Yes, okay. yes, yes. Like a popular restaurant, you got to get your reservation in early. And, and by the way, you didn't have to ask him if he's seen the doctor or not. He's been on your show twice this week. This is he's true. He's talked to the doctor twice along That's with right. seeing him down there. I come to see you as the doctor. I go to see all kinds of doctors. And, and again, guys, in all seriousness, this is going to be a blast for Sunday night. Okay. Nothing like this before where a team has done it in their own stadium. Again, I've been in that stadium over 220 times doing Buccaneer games for broadcast duties, and now we're going to do a Super Bowl in the same stadium. I will report back when it is all done. Great to be with you. Go Bucks. There he goes. T.J. Reeves, a Bucks sideline reporter. Appreciate him as always. All right, we're going to keep it in Tampa Bay. Go to another media brethren from there who's been covering the Bucks for about the last 10 years with the Fox Television affiliate. Been doing Buccaneers pregame shows as well, and he's a former Tampa Bay Buccaneer. He was drafted by the Bucks back in 1987 in the second round. Uh, a great cornerback, defensive back for the Bucks, and of course, you know, he's got my heart because he's another Sacramento native. Ricky Reynolds joins us. What's up, Rick? Hey, TC. How you doing, buddy? We're doing great, man. So you probably just heard the tail end of your, your counterpart there in, in Tampa, T.J. Reeves, who I know you know very well as well. I mean, he says the vibe is crazy. He's pumped up, revved up, fired up, and I'm sure you are too. Oh, yes. I'm, I'm very excited. I had a chance to go down and visit the NFL experience, uh, earlier uh, this past weekend, uh, you know, just to get a little bit of the taste and feel of, you know, the, the uh, NFL Super Bowl experience and uh, had a great time with the family. And uh, so we're, we're all revved up around here. All right. So as a former Buccaneer, seeing this team develop the, the way they have over the last couple seasons, and especially now getting Brady, and now being the first team to actually play a Super Bowl in its home stadium, what is this like for you? 
Wow, it's it's uh, incredible, especially uh, watching this team kind of evolve throughout the course of the year. Um, I mean, everybody was hopeful that they would, you know, rise to this level and uh, go to the Super Bowl. But after so many losing seasons, it's almost a shocker that, you know, wow, they're really there, you know. And it's been quite a journey where they, you know, started off, you know, uh, playing pretty well. Then they had a little valley there where it's 75 at one point. And then they took off again and went on a winning streak and put them in the position that they're in today. So uh, everybody's excited around here in Tampa. And, uh, you know, we're, we're very hopeful that they can come out with their best game uh, on Sunday. You know, it's amazing because obviously the narrative of the story is Tom Brady's coming down there and now he's trying to win a Super Bowl with a team that hasn't been very good for the last several seasons. But when you look at it, it's more than just Brady. It's Brady and then Gronk also joining the team and Antonio Brown and a lot of pieces, Arians on the sideline. Obviously, Brady is the focal point, but outside of Tom Brady going down there, what do you think has been the other key factors and why this turnaround has happened for Tampa Bay this year? Uh, well, one of the huge factors has been the play of the defense. You know, um, what they say, you can't, you can't win a championship without great defense, and uh, this defense has really stepped up and has played a key role in uh, this team turning, turning things around and being able to put themselves in a the position to, to win it all. And, uh, you know, it stops, starts up front with uh, JPP and, and, uh, and, and Barrett and those guys up there. They've been just having a, a tremendous effect uh, on, on this season, you know, getting pre pressure up on the, uh, on the uh, quarterbacks there and uh, stopping the run number one in the league and, and run defense. So that defense has been a huge turnaround in how this team has uh, responded this season. Ricky Reynolds joins us, the former defensive back for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers back in the day and been covering the Bucks for the last 10 seasons there uh, as part of the media and also doing Tampa Bay Buccaneers pre- and post-game shows as well. Ricky, you know, this is a nice story for Tampa Bay and its fans, but how much do you really like their chances to pull this off and win this game in their home stadium Sunday? I personally really like their chances. I think, uh, you know, these guys have not lost since they lost to Kansas City uh, that, that last game that they played against them. And in that game, they actually gave them, a, you know, probably a 21-point lead or spotted them, you know, early on, and then were able to recover and try to inch their way back into the game. They ended up losing 27-24. And uh, since then, these guys have been really playing well, and uh, I think their confidence is up. You know, there might be, not be a lot of people that believe that they can win, but those guys in that locker room really believe that they can win. And uh, like I said, they're, they're playing on high right now. They have a lot of confidence defensively. Offensively, they have, uh, are, are in sync. They finally have all come together, and they're playing well. They're, you know, scoring points. And I, I just think, uh, you know, the time is right for them to, to go out and just play their best game, and uh, I, think it, I think they're going to win it. You mentioned the fact of how Tampa Bay, one of the big turnarounds is because of their defense. Everybody seems to be focused on the offense in this game for both sides, and rightfully so with the quarterbacks you have. But what is the key to Tampa Bay stopping that Kansas City offense? Because although they have seen them once this season, you know, maybe they weren't playing their best football. They did at the start of that game. Then people say they took their foot off the gas. What is the key to them stopping KC in the Super Bowl so they get this big win? I think one of the main keys is uh, stopping the explosion plays down the field, those big plays that 
uh, kind of beat them in the first game, you know, when you have a Tyreek Hill and a Kelsey that can, uh, you know, be explosive and, and make big touchdowns, you know, uh, down the field. If you can eliminate those things and make those guys have to march and, and, and have 10 to 15 play drives, you have a better chance of preventing them from scoring than you do with those uh, explosive plays down the field. So if they can stop that, you know, contain, contain Mahomes, uh, you know, let them sit in the pocket, make them, make them, you know, hold the ball for a little bit to allow that pass rush to get there, I think that would be the difference in them, uh, you know, stopping that offense. Ricky, let me ask you from the quarterback perspective, you talk a lot about Tom Brady. When you see Brady this year compared to the previous Tampa Bay quarterbacks. I'm going back to you know, when you played with Vinny Testaverde and then even in recent times over the last decade or so and even the last few years, Jameis Winston and the company, while you've covered this team, what is the difference? I mean, we know, we know what, obviously what he brings, his experience and his leadership, but tell us what you've seen. Well, it's, it's just a, a, a real soft, quiet confidence, you know, that he has, that he brings with him. Um, you know, just the, the, the little things that he's able to say and to coach the guys up around him to keep these guys focused on winning and not allowing them to sway up and down with the emotions of the season and the emotions of the game. You know, some people, when, when you're winning, you get real high. When you're losing, you get real low. This guy is able to stay even kill and continue to work you know, throughout the season, throughout the week, throughout the day, uh, he's very consistent. And I think he has brought that, that nice, quiet confidence into that locker room and amongst that team. And I think these guys have all caught it, and they are just focused at uh, one game at a time, one play at a time. And, and I think he's brought that to them, and, and, and these guys are, are playing uh, like, like we've never seen before. All right, I got a feeling I'm going to get another Tampa Bay homer prediction here, Ricky Reynolds. So go ahead and give it to me. Give me the score. Give me the breakdown. What's going to happen? <laughs> the score. Ooh, my goodness. Well, I'm, I'm going to break it down to you first. I think this is going to be a score. I mean, a game that's going to go kind of back and forth. You're going to have scoring uh, by both sides. Uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, it's going to one one play might be Kansas City. Next play be uh, Tampa. I think it's going to go either way. Um, but I think uh, Tampa is going to be able to take control in the fourth quarter. They're going to have their running game going, and they're going to be able to uh, hold on to that ball and, and be able to win it at the end. I, I predict it will be a score of about 24-31 Tampa Bay. Okay, man. All right. Well, I appreciate, man, the time. As always, I know you do a great job there in the Tampa Bay media as well. Also, great player, 10-year career. Appreciate you, my friend. Great connecting with you and uh, talking with you again. And uh, we're going to get you back, man, and we'll, we'll talk some more. Maybe next week we'll touch, we'll touch on and we'll see who's, okay. uh, who's gloating or who's saying, oh, man, you know. So Yeah, yeah. It sounds great. Let's do it. Let's All do right. it. All I right. enjoyed it. Thanks for calling, guys. You got it. Take care. And uh, we'll talk to you later. Ricky Reynolds, a former defensive back for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, also played with the New England Patriots and appeared in that Super Bowl with the Patriots, that Bill Parcells coach team before Belichick took over when they uh, 
Got beat down by the Packers. <laughs> Threw me for a bit of a loop there when he said 24 is the first score. I know, right? 20, he's going, wow, he's going to go way under. But yeah. then he but then he threw in the winner second, so 24-31. Yeah. Yeah, so, okay, now that's more like most people are thinking. Yeah, I thought he was like, a, like giving a soccer score. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> All right, appreciate TJ Reeves, Nick Bogdanovich, Ricky Rails joined us. Hour number one in the books, hour number two. We got a plethora more of guests, including our guy Mike Pritchard is in the house. We'll get the wide receivers perspective next. Kansas City and Tampa Bay talking Super Bowl 55. We are live from the Cosmopolitan, the sports book powered by William Hill. It is T.C. Martin, Ballpark Frank, and you don't you dare go anywhere.